okay without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello, and welcome to Gotham City Limits, your premier podcast for all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, and I'm M, and that's Autumn. That's me. That's you. It's Batman time. It's Batman time. I know Uh. for a fact you have ingested Batman. That sounds so vile when you say it like that. Um, I started reading um, Batman the Adventure Con- the Adventures Continue, which is a thing okay. we've talked about before on the show. But yeah. um, I don't know that any of either of us had actually read. I just kind of no, knew some stuff. Uh, but if listeners don't know, it is a um, series that started, I think, in 2021, maybe 2020. Um, that is just a continuation of. Uh, this television show, um, the like first season, quote unquote, that I'm reading right now, um, is about like Deathstroke and Jason Todd, which is like a weird thing to introduce to <laughs> Batman the Animated Series. Um, so, so how how does Jason Todd work when they already put Jason Todd in Tim Drake? Uh, I do not know. So I am. Uh, three issues in i do not actually know how many issues are in this um uh trade paperback of the first season but um so far jason todd has just been like mysteriously in the shadows uh and i'm just like how does this make sense for like the dc animated universe at all i don't know if it's like supposed to just like have the visual style and tone of the shows or if it's actually canon i am so unclear on that because like this version of tim drake and this version of barbara gordon are very like distinctly the the ones from this show but i i just don't know how jason todd works in that also the whole plot is about like deathstroke is trying to like corrupt um you know uh, Robin and Batgirl to coming over to his like mercenary side of things. Um, and I think Jason Todd is also going to try to do this. Uh, and spoilers, I guess none of that makes any sense to me when I know in the back of my head that in like six months, return of the Joker is going to happen. Um, the, the, the prequel stuff. The, yes. The, yeah. the old timey stuff. Return of the Joker, yeah. Yeah. The, the Tim Drake <sighs> part of return of the Joker is going to happen. And so like both of them are trying to do what I know that the Joker is going to do at some point in this continuity this is a thing that i'm going to say that's going to sound really annoying and i understand that i'm just gonna say it anyway i think that it's like vital that return of the joker not be canon to present day batman okay yeah yeah (laughs) i i think the idea that like all that shit happens to tim drake ruins any joy one can have in the present day stuff yes (laughs) yeah yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, 
I, I Return of the Joker is one of my favorite Batman stories. It's really good. But, but also, just... <laughs> yeah, we'll totally shatter any time Tim Drake is on screen if you think about it too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, like a vital piece of Batman Beyond lore. But I tend to I tend to think of Batman Beyond as like just like one possibility for I don't think it's like the de facto future of this Bruce Wayne that we talk about when we watch this show. I think that's probably a good way of looking at it. Um, I also one, know that I don't want him to end up with fucking Barbara Gordon. It's nasty. It's nasty. Oh, my God. <laughs> Someday we'll watch that killing joke. <laughs> No we, no, 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 we will not do that. <laughs> we'll have to deal with it in this show and Batman Beyond. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, God, I forgot about, like, how gross that gets. Yes. <laughs> uh, because then I was, like, thinking about, like, a couple moments in Batman The Adventures Continue about, like, Barbara Gordon just, like, lives in Wayne Manor, um, and she's 17 and Tim is, like, 11, and <laughs> it, it's all just worse when you think about Bruce and Barbara, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, is the comic good? Um, writing-wise, it's hit or miss. Um, okay. it's not as pre- good as the Batman Adventures, then, which is no. one of the best comics ever made. <laughs> well, yeah, so, so writing-wise, not nearly as good as that, but Ty Templeton, one of the main artists on the Batman Adventures, that guy's still got it. You know, I think he's oh, yeah. still doing fucking amazing. He it's weird because it's a it's a digital first series and oh, they do this okay. thing where when it was originally published, it was all in these half pages. Yes, and then I, as, yes, this is all the, every one of the DC digital firsts. Yeah. And I'm reading it in like the trade paperback where they do yes. the full pages. And so there's always the pages kind of look weird, but. Ty Templeton, I still think, is just crushing it on this book. Yeah, because yeah, they're they're meant for guided view on your phone, so they just look weird. Yeah, and then, you know, Amazon killed guided view last month or whatever, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I read a bunch of, like, bombshells and... Um, I read a handful of the... Um, Marvel did this, like, with the Marvel Infinite comics, where you would, like tap and like you would have a panel and then like Wolverine's dialogue would fade in when you like tapped for the next panel basically it would still be the same thing but like you would get more elements of each panel some of it's cool but uh ultimately I just prefer reading in trade paperbacks and all this stuff kind of looks bad when you put it in like a traditional like page so yeah um but I don't know. I'm going to finish this first season and I'm probably going to read season two because I'm like, ah, it's lighthearted Batman stuff. Uh, even Deathstroke being Deathstroke can't make it like that dark, you know? But um, yeah, you can do kid friendly Deathstroke. I watch Teen Titans. Yeah. Uh, this Deathstroke, not nearly as cool as Teen Titans Deathstroke, but also that was the first Deathstroke I knew. So, like, of course, I think that guy's great. Uh, um, fair enough. Uh, I really like Arrow's Deathstroke. Yeah, he's fun. He's stupid, but I love that guy. <laughs> Titan's Deathstroke, not as good as Arrow's Deathstroke to me. <laughs> it, the whole thing about... They're both like just vengeance guys, but one of them is like dumb guy brute genius, and the other is like sinister mastermind. And so it's like... A, the the arrow one is always weird to me because I have evil mastermind slayed in my head. I yes. guess 
I like it when he's just more like, no, he's just kind of like, like he was, he was ahead of the curve on Oliver, but then Oliver kind of rose to his level. And now they're just kind of like rivals. Like it's mm-hmm. good. That's what's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The part where there's only one story you can tell when he's menacing Dick Grayson. I'm like, I just don't care. I didn't read those comics. I don't have affection for him. I've seen the story. It doesn't seem like anyone's got another one. Um, yeah. That's my big problem with Deathstroke is they put him in everything, but they only do one plot with him. Yeah. Um, do you read any Batman or watch any Batman or anything else? Or? I did. I watched, I read, uh, detective comics, 471 and 472. I started is, these today, but, uh, I did not have a chance to finish them. So, which is the dead yet live. And I am the Batman by Steve Englehart and Marshall Rogers, which are the books that this episode we're about to watch is based on. Uh, the art's fucking sick. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, the story is like weird and goofy because it's in the mm. middle of like this run where I've read these before. Having read the, I was like, oh, right, this stuff. Yeah. Where, like Batman's injured because of uh, Phosphorus, Mr. Phosphorus, Phosphorus Man. I don't Dr. Remember. Phosphorus. Yeah. He just looks like the villain from Batman Beyond. Um, yes, I was he, does. That guy. he does. He um, does. <laughs> and because uh, I saw that first before I ever read any of this shit. Um, and he's like recovering. So he's going like, to go to this spa that Bruce, one of Bruce Wayne's friends told me about. And there's a lot of Silver St. Cloud hanging around in her like lingerie. Just uh, breasting boobily. Yes. Yes. A hot <laughs> 70s lady. Um, and he goes and uh, Doctor Strange reads his mind or whatever. Um, and then just be, like assumes his identity. He makes Batman do a full page like nightmare trip, which right. is incredible. Best page. Did you get to that page? Like, I got to that. And then I got to. I, I I started the second issue of these two where Strange's plan is I'm going to I thought he was going to auction off Batman's identity like so he do does you, in the do you, want, do you mind if I just talk no, about it? No, go ahead and tell so me. So he goes to he he does do this. He 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 pretends to be Batman um just as like a bit like to open the comic with some panels of like who's the new Batman. It's it's Doctor Hugo Strange. It doesn't okay. go anywhere. He decides to rash, uh, like raffle off Batman's identity and the three people show up are Rupert Thorne uh, the Joker and the Penguin. You only see them in Shadow. It's mostly Rupert Thorne that matters. So the rest of these don't matter. Um, and so they all do. They're going to do a bidding war. But Rupert Thorne is like, well, why am I going to come back tomorrow and bid at the silent auction when I can just kidnap Hugo Strange and like torture the information out of him? I'm not going to pay shit. And so he does do that. He grabs Hugo Strange. And while that's happening, they get Robin to show up and help. Like Silver uh, talks to uh, Robin and gets and Robin goes and breaks up Bruce, whatever that stuff's incidental. Uh, but Hugo Strange realizes that Batman's the only honorable person that he's ever met, and so he just lets himself <laughs> be killed rather than give up the information, and he dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> You, you should definitely finish it. It's very I, I, goofy. I, I, I was planning on finishing it because the art is so good, but I, I'm yeah. glad that it goes to Hugo Strange must die to protect Batman's yes. honor. <laughs> and there's a bit where it's like, uh, when they introduce Hugo Strange, like, do you remember me? And Bruce Wayne's like, it's Dr. Hugo Strange. And the error's note is, oh, you remember Dr. Hugo Strange. He was in Detective Comics 47. Or Batman. <laughs> I think it's Batman. 47. And you're like, no one remembers this. It's the 70s. If you did, like, if you did want to go read Batman 47, good fucking luck. And then he's like, ah, Hugo Strange likes to make monsters. Um, and uh, refer, and then the, the, they reference that, which is Batman One. Go get yes. a copy of Batman One. <laughs> oh, um, I had not realized he was such a remove from time, like 
at some point I knew all this stuff. I'd just forgotten it. Um, it yeah, silly. I knew I knew so much of like the 70s stuff was about like, oh, all this stuff went away during Batman's like sort of sillier period in the 60s. Let's bring back all this darker stuff from the 40s. But I didn't realize like Doctor Strange or Hugo Strange was one of those guys, you know. Yes. Um, Dr. Hugo Strange. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't go to medical school to be called Hugo. <laughs> um, anyway, but I guess that brings us to our episode. Our episode this week is The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne, the 37th episode. This aired October 29th, 1992. Uh, story by David Weiss, uh, directed by Frank Parr. Uh, teleplay by Judith Reese Stevens and Garfield Reese Stevens, who I've talked about as being uh, really like their Star Trek books. Mm-hmm. Um, animation by Acom Production Co. Uh, what happens in this episode? Uh, before I get into the summary, listeners, I just need you to put yourself in this headspace where as um, I need you to imagine that like the first sentence, the animation's really good, and then that is just going to slowly but surely drop with each sentence, okay? <laughs> um, so sentence one, Batman busts up uh, two like uh, mafia-type dudes like shaking down judge vargas for uh some sort of like blackmail videotape they have of her um sentence two gordon and batman are talking and they're like judge vargas is a good woman um i don't know what this blackmail material could possibly be like she is you know beyond reproach and uh they get a lead on she went to this spa um and um batman is like I'm going to go investigate that spa. So sentence three, Bruce Wayne uh, goes to this spa with Alfred uh, and he's going to like just unwind for a couple days. And um, uh, Hugo Strange, Dr. Hugo Strange is running this like retreat for rich people where he has them (laughs) get into a big Frankenstein machine and do intense psychotherapy. And this is supposed to relax you, apparently. (laughs) Um, Sentence four. uh, Hugo Strange's Frankenstein machine allows him to see uh, the thoughts of Bruce Wayne. And when he realizes that Bruce Wayne is Batman and Bruce Wayne is like, I can't let this happen. So he uh, hatches a very elaborate plot that is kind of glossed over in a few parts, but basically switches the tapes uh, on Strange. Sentence five, Strange is going to auction off this tape where it's revealed that uh, Batman is Bruce Wayne and the Penguin, the Joker, and Two-Face show up, uh, but Batman has switched the tapes, and so instead of like it being revealed that Bruce Wayne is Batman, instead what happens is it's Hugo Strange like telling his lackeys... Um, I, I've constructed this diabolical machine where I'm going to trick these fucking rubes into thinking that uh, I got Batman's identity or whatever. And they, uh, <laughs> the villains obviously are pissed off and they're going to try and kill Strange, but Batman saves the day and sends them all to prison. Um, oh, I I guess I'm going to go over with sentence six. Strange is like, but I still know your identity. Uh, but then Dick Grayson in a Bruce Wayne costume <laughs> shows up uh, and stands next to Batman. So, you know, to put it beyond, like, to make people doubt strange, basically. Um, uh, yeah. This episode's very silly. I liked it quite a bit, but it is uh, so very, very silly. 
it's really weird because um well one uh they blackmail the the Zero strange blackmails this famous judge by um making this tape of her starting the, the great Chicago fire, basically. Right. Um, but the, 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 the episode plays it like he, like he's got evil sex stuff on her. Right. Like right. they play like the full, the way they do the tape is literally like, this is going to ruin her career. And it's like, ah, oh, she did something, uh, without thinking when she was like three. Cause like, the animator is like a small child. Right. Yes. Um, which is very stupid. Um, well, and also <laughs> they animate her as a small child who like, somehow accidentally sets all of the docks on fire. Uh, It just kind of glosses over that part. (laughs) She lights a match because she likes matches. She drops in the box, like a box of matches. And then that box of matches, when lit up, lights up a nearby box, which then sets the entire docks ablaze. Right. Um, Which, uh, okay. Why was was she near the docks anyway? Right. Why did her parents, because her parents are... Telling her like, "Oh, stop playing with fire! You're gonna get burned." Uh, but well, her she parent... rides her tricycle down to the pier, <laughs> yeah. where no one can see. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, the thing is, Doctor Strange makes these tapes of people's deep, deepest, darkest fears because he gets them to relive them. But clearly, the machine is just a you imagine something and it generates it because Batman does that. He literally just makes some shit up and it makes right. it a tape like it's the truth. Um. Which means that as far as anyone knows, Hugo Strange is just like, he could just be implanting false memories. People, therapists have been accused of this under right. hypnosis and doing like, you know, early life, like regressive therapies of like instilling false memories in people. I love Hannibal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like the idea that anyone would hold these tapes to have any veracity in the first place is just like, why? Right. Well, and like, literally like, you know, Strange tells them, like, Strange tells Two-Face and Joker and Penguin, it's Bruce Wayne, and Two-Face is like, I know that guy, that's not Bruce, Bruce Wayne's not Batman, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> during, during the auction, he hold, he's like, I know the identity of Batman, and he holds up a tape with Bruce Wayne labeled on it in giant block letters, and it was very funny to me. Yes! <laughs> um, I like, I really like that the, the show has reached this place where it's got a big enough cast that you can sort of like rope these three supervillains in and they're like the minor characters and you can do this very pulpy like ridiculous story um but sometimes in doing the pulpy corny ridiculous story it does just seem a little it goes like a little too much and it just gets dumb (laughs) it's weird because like i think there's interesting material here that's not picked up because the show's not it's not serialized, right? Like this is just a right. one-off. Um, but like the idea that like they're all told that it's Bruce Wayne, and they go, ah, "No!" Like, like, to, like Harvey's like, "I know, I know Bruce. He set me up with Pam, and it didn't really work out." But you know, that wasn't on him. Um, and uh, he's just like, "There's no way Bruce Wayne's Batman. We were college buddies. Like, I've mm. I've seen his dick." Grayson, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but the Joker would have to sit with that and be like, well, one, I convinced the Joker wouldn't want to know. I think it's weird the Joker's here in the yes. first place, unless yes. he was trying to buy the information to destroy it. Um, I fundamentally believe the Joker does not care who, who Batman is. Yeah, um, but absolutely. If, he, if, he know, if he's been told and he just sits with that for like the next year, there, why isn't there an episode where he's like, I, Harvey said it wasn't Bruce Wayne, but I should at least check. Yeah, let me just. You never know. What, what does it hurt? 
to look. Yeah. <laughs> I think it like introduces a weird, an interesting dynamic about that. And then like, you could even rope Two-Face into it and be like, no, it's, it's not Bruce Wayne. You can't fuck up my friend. He's like, I know he's like a rich guy and I kind of am on the outs with him, but you can't go like kill Bruce Wayne. I refuse. Mm-hmm. I was watching this because the bit where they're just like scuffling over Hugo Strange. And I was like, why isn't there like, why doesn't Harvey just want to kill the Joker? Right. Like, why because doesn't, every time the Joker does a super crime and doesn't get punished for it, why doesn't he flip a coin and it's like, if it's if it's heads, I'm going to fucking kill the Joker because he just causes people suffering. Like, Harvey's whole thing is just that he believes justice is, is like a cosmic whim of the universe and not a real thing that people mm-hmm. can believe in. But that should mean that he, he wants to constantly roll that against things like the Joker is a mass murderer. This episode feels like it's giving you the threads that you tug on and you end up at like... Harley Quinn, where every supervillain is basically a small business owner. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, cause like, like there's that there's like, if you really think about like how two face and Joker would interact, this is kind of nonsensical. There's also just like Joker has a phone number that like, it's hard to get to, but like, you can leave the Joker a voicemail. Oh, I love, I love that. He's like, oh boy, haven't you dialed the wrong number? <laughs> but it's like pre-caller ID. It's he's not going to call you back. It's not like you're in trouble because you cut dial the Joker's number. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also just for a second thought that he wasn't going to be in this episode because it's like showing all this ominous Joker imagery. Um, But then he just shows up. He shows up in the next scene with like $400 million or whatever the number is. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, In cash. And pretty, they, they pay strange. But then pretty shortly after that, they're like, wait, why don't we just shoot this guy? And I was like, why did you show up with money in the first place? Why did which you? Is just... the, which is the Rupert Thorne like eventual review? Like, yeah, that's the thing he falls on. Yeah, it makes so much more sense for guys like Thorne to be bidding on the, and even the Penguin than the Joker and Two Face. Yeah, yeah, I it, yeah, it just feels like Joker and Two Face would have just been like, oh, let's just shoot this guy. Oh, yeah. that <laughs> one that reminds me of a very funny thing at the end of the episode where Penguin is like, "We have guns," and Batman just knocks him out of their hand. (laughs) (laughs) But the the more important thing that reminded me of is, so they, they get strange in this plane and they're going to throw him out of the plane. Yeah. Uh, And Batman like cuts the gas line and fucks up this whole plane. And Batman seemingly is just like, "Eh, if they die, they die in this moment. (laughs) I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Batman. (laughs) Famous Batman quote. He has no plan for what if that plane like goes over a cliff as it's crashing. <laughs> he yes. doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh the the Batman stuff in this episode is the most uh 60s like Adam West Batman that this show has been. Oh, absolutely. Like he's just he's just hanging on like the Alfred's car being like, oh, have you have you have you set up the plan? He's like, yes, I contacted Master Dick. And then the whole bit with Dick Grayson showing up in the Bruce Wayne outfit. So ludicrous. <laughs> oh, my good friend, Bruce Wayne, help me. He's a he you know, he I told him all about it. And he's like, I will help you take down Hugo Strange. Uh, Judge Vargas is a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> And Commissioner Gordon, who knows both men relatively well, buys it. That's the thing. Is like, 
Jim Gordon, dumbest man on earth. Uh, I love him. I love him so much. It's not even like it's revealed like Dick takes the mask off and there's like a little voice device or he's like no, holding a he, tape recorder or something. He, he does he does have a Mission Impossible super mask, but he's just doing an impression of Bruce Wayne. Yes. <laughs> Incredible. I do like that Bruce Wayne does canonically wear an outfit that could hide the fact that you're a small man wearing stilts. <laughs> <laughs> if that you wear a, a feature big of character. Suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bruce Wayne could be three kids in a trench coat. <laughs> no one would know. Um, also, it's very funny to see this Alfred, like, get caught up in one of um, Bruce's plans of just, like, they're both, like, tied up. And Alfred's like, oh, Master Bruce, how are we going to get out of this one? And Bruce is like, ah, oh, this is exactly what I wanted. And Alfred's like, I didn't want this. You didn't mm-hmm. ask me about this shit. Alfred was not only captured, but was like given sodium pentothal to give up secrets. <laughs> sodium pentothal and chloroform. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Very silly. Um, I, I, this is like the least surprising thing in the world, but it, it is pretty funny when like Bruce just like reaches into his shirt collar with his teeth and gets a lock pick out. Yeah, he just he just has that tucked into the weave of his sweater at all times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every shirt that he owns, just like lock pick in like six different places just in case. Yep. Um I'm trying to think if I have anything else. I like this episode a lot, but it's really dumb. <laughs> Yeah, but it's dumb in, like, a really fun, adventure way that I think really yes. works. Like, yes. compared to, like, you know, we had that ninja episode that, you know, we didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, this this has, a like, a 50s airplane rolls up to, and, a, like, a staircase rolls up to the plane, a thing that has not happened in either of our lifetimes, and the Joker gets out. And it, like, coughs because he hates the clean desert air. <laughs> and that's pretty good to me. <laughs> and then Two-Face says, I prefer green. Like money. Yes, like money. <laughs> this is like the best version of stupid Batman the Animated Series by far. Yes. Yeah. I Yeah. I had a great time with this episode. It was very dumb. Um, but I do enjoy it. I like that Dick Grayson will just show up and uh, dress up like a Bruce anytime. I, I, when, when Dick is flying the plane at the start, I was like, oh, weird. Is this a Dick episode? And the answer is mostly no. We just had to remind you that Dick is here so that he can show up in the Batman suit later <laughs> or in the Bruce Wayne suit, whatever. Yeah. Um, the other weird thing about this, uh, and I didn't know this, I was looking at the wiki. This is the only Dr. S- Hugo Strange episode in the show. Really? Yeah. Just they, they were going to write another one and then they never was a produced. So they just huh. never, they never did another one of these. Does he show up in like Justice League or anything? I don't remember. Um, I, there's a, I think it says something about, he makes one more, he's a small cameo on Just League Unlimited. Huh. Uh, but apparently, um, he got wrapped up in, um, like when Just League Unlimited was happening, all the characters that were going to be part of like the Dark Knight movies got, you can't use them. Oh, right. That was during the era where like. Warner Brothers or someone was very strictly like, oh, if this character is going to show up in this show, he can't show up in this other show. Yes. Yeah. That's why, like, Batman was never in Teen Titans or whatever. Yeah. 
weird weird weirder time no one cares yeah. now <laughs> no you can have 12 different batmans running around on 12 different shows and everybody just knows oh, those are different guys it's fine yeah <clears throat> thank god because that was very stupid yeah i do wish they would just make a regular ass like batman tv show but like whatever um yeah i guess there isn't really anything huh there's like gotham there's which his... is over it's been over oh Arrowverse right. is winding the fuck down yeah there's not which a is... ton of that left <laughs> weird to think about but i guess all those people are on like expiring contracts and probably want to do something else with their lives <laughs> yeah um does does he show does does the Wayne family show up at all in Pennyworth? Is that a show that's still going? Ooh, no, it's not still going, and I don't, I don't think so. I don't actually know. I've never watched it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, gotta ask, uh, gotta ask Lizzie if you want to know anything about uh, Pennyworth. <laughs> Shoutouts to Lizzie. Um. I guess where could people find you online? Yeah, you can find me online at em underscore being on Twitter. You can listen to all my podcasts at neuralmapping.com. Um, there's a bunch of them. I was on uh, Ghost Divers, just came out about uh, Nana. Finally, I was the one person who would indulge a news hyper focus on Nana. <laughs> it was good. I had a great time. Uh, yeah. Uh, I downloaded it. I haven't listened to it yet, so. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Every time. Uh, I'm like, oh, you know, if, if I ever get a, if we ever have a falling out and I don't want to podcast with you, I'll just go uh, podcast with me instead. <laughs> <laughs> Got a replacement all lined up. It's easy. Thanks. I feel so good now. <laughs> Neve would not indulge me in talking about Batman every week. <laughs> but we would probably start a horror movie podcast, so maybe everyone else would like make out all right in the end. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at a terminal underscore coffee, all the podcasts export odd.io. That's the Patreon page, but we do have links to all the free feeds there, or you can give us a dollar a month and get a bunch of podcasts early or give us $5 and get pop town funk, uh, yeah. where we are going to be talking about Sid and Nancy soon because we rolled a Johnny rotten Funko pop, which is apparently a thing that you can purchase for $170. I mean, it wasn't $170 originally. It's just well, yeah. some Funko Pops are really expensive. Which is weird. Who is who is shelling out $170 to have Johnny Rotten on their shelf? Well, so there's Funko collectors uh, who just want to, like, you know, the, the market hasn't fallen out on that. It's still good. So you want, they just hope they appreciate, right? I guess um, so, yeah. But then you get people, you get, like, fucking old people who just really like, uh, like, you know, I, I want to collect my band or my, you know, actor, or my um, sports guy, and they'll pay anything because they're all fucking 50 year olds with millions of dollars. Like, yeah, you're probably right. I, does this make Funko or Funko's like NFTs? No, because it's a real object. They are <laughs> like they are like Beanie Babies and baseball cards, though. OK. <laughs> um. Anyway, anyway, you started Wheel of Time because you're doing a podcast about the Wheel of Time. Yeah, five dollars a month. Uh, you can listen to Nora and I talk about Wheel of Time. The first episode of that will come out in June or July, probably. Uh, hopefully June, but let's be real, probably more like July. Um, and I started that today. Uh, I love it. 
so far a chapter and a half in because I love dumb fantasy novels. So I really hope as someone who wants to listen to this podcast and will not be reading the books, couldn't pay me money. You probably could, but no one's going to. Um, I hope I understand your summaries when you try to give them while high. (laughs) (laughs) My guess is that we're going to like like the first couple books and give good summaries and then at some point we'll probably fall off and start giving bad summaries and then brandon will show up and we'll start giving good summaries again that's my how many of them did he write the final three wow okay 13 i want to say jesus christ um it was supposed to be one like the the man was like it's gonna be one book even if that book has to be six thousand pages long and uh brandon was like uh, yeah, the book is going to have to be 6,000 pages if it's going to be one book, so it's going to be fucking three books. He would say that about his grocery list. I don't trust him <laughs> when he says that shit. <clears throat> According to him, he was just following the man's notes and just, like, finished it out like the man had planned. According to him. I don't know how much I buy it, but that's what he says. <laughs> Well, I'm excited to learn what the fuck the Wheel of Time is, because I don't know anything about it. I, I know there is gender magic, but not like... Is 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 Wizard's First Rule the Terry Pratchett book? Uh... There was some discussion no. about how multiple of our friend group, including me, did not know that Terry Pratchett did not write Wheel of Time. Terry uh, Pratchett today. wrote Discworld. Wizard's First Rule, I believe, is Terry Goodkind or Goodkind. Why do they all have the same name? Terry, Terry Goodkind is like super mega ultra libertarian, if I remember this right. Okay, um, sure. It's all the same to me. I, I, they're all books I would never read. Uh, <laughs> I don't have like a Lutzian... Uh, like stance on why I don't like fantasy. Um, I just think that guys with swords are kind of boring. I love them. I love them so much. I like I like books about like estranged couples and maybe something <laughs> vaguely creeping is going on going on, but actually no, it's just life's like that sometimes. I uh was thinking just today. Damn, I wish there were like dishonored books. Oh my god, no! <laughs> There's nothing there to hang a book on! You guys will read the fucking Doom books. Uh, I just like Corvo. That's Fine. my argument. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there are literally a whole series about a cool, hot assassin guy. Yeah, but I want this cool, hot assassin guy. Oh my god. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing particular about Corvo that makes him special. <laughs> What if Batman had a sword and was like, that's the end of the sentence. <laughs> okay. But you can find a lot of those too. Yeah, you, you really can. I just need to spend six seconds looking and I'm sure I will like trip over a million books like that. Yeah. Is, um, um, who's the guy that you all like? The the bridge guy. What's his name? Uh, Kaladin Stormblast. He is, is not he, a Batman. Is he a Batman? Okay. He is... Um, he's closer to a Superman, I guess, but that's still not quite right. Okay. Um, but that's closer. That's more of the archetype. In the little bit I read, he did not seem very super to me. It seemed like he was eating shit constantly. (laughs) Well, that's that's the difference is that, like, the big blue Boy Scout always wins and Kaladin Stormbless is a fucking loser. (laughs) Yeah. That that man gets his kick 
teeth kicked in every 12 seconds. On some level, I wonder how much my disinterest in fantasy is. And I, I've only really like I read, I you know, I read two books in uh, Game of Thrones and I read a couple random things here and there. I tried to read Way of Kings um, and got like a third in is just I feel like fantasy is about watching characters you like have like horrible things happen to them constantly in just a way I don't vibe with. Yeah, there's definitely like a I noticed this more in the Internet, but it, it goes back to at least to Stephen King, I feel like, of, like, mm -hmm. authors who, like, gloat about, oh, I killed so many of my characters or whatever. You know, there's definitely, that's an element to it. Brandon sometimes indulges in that, um, but isn't quite as cringy about it as, say, a, like, the George R. R. Martin fandom can be. No, 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 yeah, for sure. But, you know, all the Calvin chapters I read were literally him in, like, a slave pit as everyone around him was dying constantly. Like it was not a good time. No, it's hard. It's hard to feel enthused about those stories. I'll be <laughs> honest. No, uh, it gets better for him, but he's still pretty miserable. <laughs> yeah, um, it's fine. I don't have like an I. I don't have like a manifesto of why I don't like these books. I just uh, spend my time on something else. Yeah, I'm sure if I found the right thing, I'd be all in and really obnoxious about one of them because there's always an in. Yeah. Um. Let's get out of here. Okay. Yeah, we'll be back <laughs> next week. Oh, we're watching um we're watching Heart of Steel, which is a two-parter. So we'll be watching both parts. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. Yeah. Um uh should be good. I really like this one. So until next time, Batman. Batman.